Last week, Ryan shared about five things he wished he knew as a dad and one regret. Uh, Before becoming a dad. Before, yes, becoming a dad. (laughs) Five. Now, I'm sharing five (laughs) things that I wish I knew before I became a mom. And this is a very timely conversation, and we'll tell you why on the other side. So we're just going to bust right out with it. We are having baby number four. Yeah, there it is. Uh, coming in January. I'm trying to get, get it to focus. It, Anyways, it's, it's hopeless. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, what is it, ultrasound? It's so ultrasound. Focus so won't make really it much it. better okay. anyway. Well, you know what? I can see it. Okay. All mothers can there's, see their children. All I see is. a little baby in there. We just passed the first trimester. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But pray for me. It's still a little hit and miss. <laughs> so this one will be different. Uh, we have three daughters. And it'll be different in the regard that we we are not going to find out if it's a little boy or a little girl until because this is our grand we finale. We see with our naked eyes, with our eyes when the baby is born. So yeah. uh, we are very excited, and yeah. this conversation is very timely for that reason. This is kind of our our bookend child of this is our last one, and thinking back to when I had our first one, when we had our first one. Uh, yeah. There's still some things I'm like, yeah, those truths still ring true. And there's yeah. some things that I wish I knew. And there's things you kind of improve on. But every kid's different, right? And so it can change the game. Anyways. So real quick, Selena, let's do some speculation here. If it's a, <laughs> it's a, if we have four daughters, what are you going to think about that? I think it'll be great. I've always loved the book, Little Women. And there's four sisters in there. So I'll be like, we're done. It was complete. It's great. change all their names after the Little, little no. Women characters. <laughs> Louisa is named after Louisa May Alcott. Yes. Which is the Little Women author. Right? Yeah. But apparently her name means like fierce warrior or something like that. And she <laughs> is. She is. Two and a so half. So what Ooh. I always say is the only thing better than three daughters is four daughters. Absolutely. Yeah. I would take a fourth daughter in a heartbeat. I always say this too. I'll be a well cared for dying old man. <laughs> you will like whenever be. I am on the couch, they all just want to like take care of me. If we have a son, he's going to mess everything up. <laughs> <laughs> we will gladly embrace a son. The Lord would be joke. gracious in that. No, it's no. kind of like we have all girl stuff. They all sleep in one room and like they have bunk, triple bunk bed. And like, then you're going to have like the anomaly. <laughs> but Anyways. I will say selfishly, it will, have it will be awesome buddy. to have a little, a little man around the house and it'll round out the old parenting side of this ministry because you know, we're, we're a little bit lopsided. We don't really know what it's like to have, sons for children so we'll we have to out. interview we have to do interviews for those <laughs> yes which we have one uh with the kadershas that are coming out soon but anyway so yeah there's the announcement let's get into this yeah sorry I if you it. don't know us i'm selena it's my husband ryan we are the voices faces all things behind fierce parenting and fierce marriage and yeah we like to talk about the lord we hope to point parents and couples to christ and encourage them in the gospel it's kind of our mission across the board kind of our mission <laughs> and yeah so five things I wish I knew before I became a mom and the one regret is the same as his I think we we got married pretty young and we waited 10 years on purpose to have kids our one regret is that we wish that we would have started a little bit sooner mm. um, but again God is sovereign and here we are so yep. we trust him so this episode is for a new mom expecting mom uh, maybe someone you know is expecting just some encouragement for a new mom mm. out there so Jumping right in. You should listen to Ryan's last week. They're pretty good. Um, I, mine I never, are not. I've not seen these, so I I'm know. really excited for this. Uh, the first one uh, is learn to love. So 
when I was pregnant, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a baby inside me. It's super great. It's amazing. I mean, it's miraculous on every front. Um, you know, loved my baby. But when they came out the first time, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't, you don't know exactly what they're going to look like, right? And you don't really know the journey ahead because it's your first time being a mom. And so I think that you, maybe everybody, this falls differently for everyone. But for me, I didn't, I wasn't like, I did not like our first baby. I was just like, how do I love this baby? Like, I love her, but I, but how do I love her? Like, I know I have to take care of her and I have to feed her, but like understanding, I think I was probably just a little too meta about the bond of, of a mom and a child, but it, being a parent is just, it's just, I think too much about things and that's okay. my fault. But, I'm just laughing because I'm trying to remember with them. Well, I, but I vividly remember the moment that I was, it just kind of, everything clicked and it was not the first moment that I held her, but it was probably a week or two into her life and learning the rhythms of a baby. But I remember she was on the changing table and we, I put on this little coat and I just like looked at her and it was just like, this is my child. This is my baby. I am her mother. Like it's so good. Right. It's just, it was just so good from that moment. And not that it wasn't good before, but again, there's post number two is postpartum. We'll get to that. That was a little like overwhelming as a, for a new mom. Uh, so just the encouragement here is just the first Corinthians 13, the way of love. Like if you don't feel all these magical hormonal feelings and I did, but not to like a huge extent, I think, cause I was more just like, what does my baby look like? What is this whole thing? It's all so new. And like, you're just kind of, I don't know, stepping into this new world. And so, um, can in, I, can I interject? You, I guess you use the word magical hormonal. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because some people this be, think this will be part of the next number two. We had one of the most, I think, stressful, I'll use the word fight argument. It wasn't really, don't f- go to number two yet. Though, okay. I have one more point. <laughs> okay. And because the magical hormones decided to just magically leave <laughs> anyway, and all the stress of anyway, we'll get into that. So the way of love, there's there's nothing better than a sweet newborn to teach you the meaning of biblical love. Uh, you are daily, moment to moment, giving yourself up for a child. And, it, and that is teaching you how to love patiently, kindly, selflessly, without mm. boasting or arrogantly, uh, without being rude or desiring your own way. Babies don't let you have your own way. Um, having children is one of the many blessings that sanctify and teach us tangibly what it means to love like our Lord Jesus Christ loves us. And so just mm. putting that encouragement out there of you may bond with your baby right out of the womb and you may just be like, I am head over heels in love with this kid. And I don't think it there's much of a delay. Um, again, everybody kind of falls differently in terms of, you know, how their hormones and everything's raging. But the encouragement here is to just learn to love how Christ loves mm. us, to learn to love your child with a biblical love, uh, because it will definitely be tested that first, <laughs> that first round of <laughs> not knowing what to always expect. Yeah. And every baby's so different. Um, number two, postpartum. So his was birth is warfare on this one. And I was like, well, I can't go off of that. I mean, yes, it is. But I think one thing that I wish I knew before I became a mom, uh, was that the postpartum, uh, season, just prepare for that aftermath, uh, physically, mentally, soul, soulfully, um, because you are going f- from being one individual to now being fully responsible for another human being. And that was right. something I had to wrap my head around. Like my days were not the same as before I had kids. They are very, they were very different now. Um, it's difficult. It's worth it. Um, and remember, you get a beautiful baby at the end of the whole labor and delivery. <laughs> they will capture your heart and life in crazy ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I knew how consuming the recovery process was um 
just get prepared. I, I don't think you can only, you know, prepare so much, but talk to other moms that you trust. I don't think, I think I learned this a it bit also of the hard way. on the nature of your labor too. Like if you have right. a really. Well, yeah, physically, yes. Physically. So talk about that a little bit, because I think that's something that you didn't really know what right. to expect. Physically, you know, there's still some bleeding that happens and you still need, you're still got to heal down there. Or if you have had a C-section, like there's, there's just going to be some time that you have to just be still right. and you have to rest and you have to recover. Um, mentally, again, going from no children to one, I almost felt trapped for a moment of like, I'm responsible for this kid all the time now. Like <laughs> the reality of that was like, woo, hit me like a wave. And then I was like, oh no, I'm swimming. This is good. Okay, we got this. Right. So there's just that reality that kind of hits you. Um, and then the soul part, I think, again, I didn't, I didn't deal. I wouldn't say that I dealt with anything like postpartum or emotionally. Um, I felt very connected. I love my, my kids. I, I never, I don't think I was depressed, probably a little more teary than normal, but I don't think that I, I felt any like darkness or, or, and that's, again, everybody's story is so different after they have kids, um, because you have this like burst of hormones and then you can kind of have this crash. And so just waiting for things to even out, have graced yourself. We, well, I remember specifically we had, um, our, our little dog Oh gosh! and he, so he whines incessantly at squeaky toys. Yeah. And of course, what does a baby do when you bring her in the door? Um, they sound like <laughs> they sound almost identical identical to one of these squeaky toys with all kinds of new squeaks and yeah. And so she would be the baby would be crying, Della, which is stressful for like a new parent. Yeah, because right? you're, you're like, like, why is this? Why is she crying? Is she you know, hungry? Are you tired? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? And and then the, the and then in the back background, the dog's like whining incessantly, which drives me you know it, it drives, drives me crazy. up a yeah. wall. Because he won't just stop. And so we, I remember, didn't we put him in the closet in his kennel and we yeah. surrounded his kennel with pillows to absorb the, to sound. Absorb the sound. And I was like, Selena, we're going to have to get rid of this dog. We're going to have to get rid of this for dog. like 12 years. And I'm just like, what? Well, because it, it was creating all, because yeah. It was just wreaking all kinds of havoc. The chaos was in, yeah. intense. We still have him. He's fine. He loves yeah. the kids. We yeah, worked he's through all right. it. He's, he's all right. right. I tolerate him. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, that, that. The, the teariness was augmented by the chaos, yes. was augmented by the, the added stress and, and the, the tiredness yeah. and the newness. Thankfully, here, this was a sweet grace of God. Our, our firstborn was born on December 1st. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was doing web development, and that's a lull in the industry that I was working in. So we basically had like three, four weeks yeah. of just being new parents together. Right. I remember so, so wonderful. On the couch, we had the little the pillow thing, and she'd be bundled up as a little burrito on the couch, <laughs> and you and me would just be kind of there with our, both our heads next to her. <laughs> One of the sweetest yeah. periods of our lives. Right. I loved it, but it was very, very intense for, for a few days in there. Yeah. And that's okay. There's going to be some yeah. intense moments. Take a breath, cry if you need to talk to your spouse, um, just share, be honest, but ultra, ultimately remember that your child is a blessing and trust that they are even in those moments where it doesn't feel like it. Can I, can I add something for husbands in sure. this? As your wife's going through that, or maybe if you're a wife watching this, encourage your husband in this, whoever's watching this, uh, <laughs> It's, it's not a time to think about yourself. Like, it's all about Absolutely. your wife. It's all about your child at that moment. Like, it's how can I serve you? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Like, what, your wish is my command. Now, let's be honest. That's, that's, husbands should be like that most of the time. <laughs> we don't worship our wives, but we serve them. It's, sometimes it's a nice reset, right? Having yeah. <laughs> just sometimes kidding. that's why we're having the fourth one. So, you need a reset. Need a reset. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wonderful. So, husband, just, Get yourself out of your own mind and ask the Lord to help you be 
selfless in mm-hmm. ways you've never been selfless before. And I will tell you this, you'll love your wife more. I don't want to get into my episode last week. I talked about you'll love your wife even more. Yeah. And check it'll it out. open up parts of your heart you never knew existed. So embrace it. All right. Recap real quick. Learn to love. So learn to love your child and appreciate your child uh, the way that the Lord has loved you. Postpartum, prepare. All right. Pray for the aftermath on every level. Number three, know. Know yourself. Learn and know your baby and know when to get off social media. <laughs> so no, no, no. K-N-O-W, not N-O, right? Okay, so learn and know yourself. As a new mom, I could only prepare so much. Once you have the baby, you got to learn to kind of swim or sometimes sink, and then you relearn how to swim in in a certain, you know, situation. Uh, There's a lot of mom guilt and shame. Don't give in to any of it. Lean into the Lord. Take comfort in Him. Oh, 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 you just glossed right over that. Mom guilt and shame. That happens? That's a thing? yes. No, so new moms, if you're watching this, you feel that already probably because there's yeah. um, um, there's opposing forces, right? People who right. think you should they, do this. How do you that. how you feed your child, how you diaper your child, how you put your child to sleep. Where should they sleep? What kind of stroller did you buy? How much what did you spend? What car seat should you have? What, what car should you even have? Like there's opinions how, out there. How does the baby's room look and is it pinterest worthy <laughs> and the amount of pressure around that and yeah and i don't like do you have the the bottles that are like emulate the female breast <laughs> We're all right there's here. all the things that you you can try all the gadgets all of the things oh my word that it's basically can help you <laughs> say they can help you and when you're a desperate tired mom you're like pushing purchase on everything that you can so beware beware know yourself um, but one of the, I think the biggest areas that we've sort of touched on, uh, that was really difficult for us and for me to deal with was, um, sleeping arrangements. And so you have this newborn, I didn't know about the fourth trimester, go look that up. I'm not going to explain it here, but, uh, babies are basically in the womb, right? And they, for nine months, and then there's this next three months they call the fourth trimester where they're, you're kind of emulating the womb. And so she didn't want to sleep in her crib. She didn't want to sleep in her pack and play. But I was like, I bought, this is what you're, this is where you're supposed to sleep. Why are you not sleeping here? But the second I brought her in close and we slept next to each other, she slept for four hours, which is a lot for a newborn. And so you can get some sleep. But she would wake up every 20 minutes if she was not next to me. And I was like, well, I know they said you're going to be tired, but holy moly, like this is tired. So bringing them in close, knowing your baby those are the things that are important, not what social media is telling you to do, not what even, I mean, friends can share, but ultimately God made you the parent. God made you the mother. Hmm. So, and again, husbands, if you're there and your wife has the baby next to her or between the two of you in bed, it's a time to serve your spouse well and to right. not be like, get, you know, get this baby in the crib. I can't sleep like this. And yeah. then start, you know, getting, I remember those were some, again, some of the sweetest nights. You loved sleeping, man. Because you you roll, you look over, you know, you're sleeping, you turn over and you hear little cooing sounds Mm -hmm. and little nursing sounds and like hilarious sounds that babies (laughs) make when their diapers get filled up. (laughs) Um, And we laughed and we, we embraced that. And yeah, you know, we were tired and, and, um, but again, husbands love your wife in that. And don't, don't just think of yourself, think of your family. Right. So just, again, the encouragement to guard your heart um, from a lot of the messages that are out mm. there. You will be in a vulnerable hormonal state. Uh, the second, the last piece I want to say to this is to mm. be in the word. Now, this may not be a season of, you know, your three hour devotions that you used to have at the coffee shop every day. Right. Like that's kind of what well, I felt like my life <laughs> looked like before. Had a posh there. Yeah. Pretty. You know, um, but there's a new season, a new season of meditating maybe on one verse for the day, for the week, or memorizing scripture. 
um, still feasting on the word of God, especially and even in this time of a new season, mm. a new life, a new baby. So don't let um, don't let shame or guilt steal your joy. Uh, I would also prod and say don't sit in the mess, like heal and come to a good place. Um, but again, there's times and seasons to like, okay, we're ready for the next step, whatever that is. Number four, if you thought your husband was mind-blowing before kids, just wait. I know. I put it in there. That was his. What a a delightful surprise. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, He said this about me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So one of my favorite things as a new mom was watching Ryan become a dad. Uh, He was way better than I ever expected. I I already had, like, I already knew he was going to be a good dad, but when you actually see it play out, it's just, just hits the deepest parts of your hearts, of your heart. So, and... He's always been wonderful. And I think personally for me, it was very redeeming to see a father uh, love his daughters well um, and treat them the Mm. way they should be treated. Uh, Give the dad the sweet moments. So as a mom, you tend to Mm. be the primary caretaker. You know, you're the feeder. You're you're kind of everything they need. (laughs) She always (laughs) needs to feed. Yes, there are a lot of physiological needs for (laughs) newborns and new babies. Uh. But give your husband all the opportunities you can to bond with the baby. For us, bath time was a really fun time. I'd be like, why don't you give the baby a bath? Because they always had fun. It always felt good. And they were always snuggly afterwards. Mm -hmm. And he could interact with the baby. One of my favorite times and that he's kind of grown into also is the changing table. Like, you have your baby's full attention right there it's, on the changing it's, it's table. Amazing. You can do anything while you're changing that diaper. So they are um, happy, and you mm-hmm. know they look up at you with those bright eyes. Yep. And, yeah. Facilitate and associate daddy time with a fun day or activity. So, oh. fun time during that day. But give those daddies, give your give your husband those opportunities to. I'll add one. Yeah. kind of sweet moment um we had a, one of those what are those called the baby carrier oh yes wear the babies daddies you'll love it yeah oh my word i loved loved wearing every one of our babies because it's like it's just like primo snugs yes <laughs> just right up against your chest you're walking around like it, it just feels right and those were i remember taking her for um because you know we talked about talked about this in the last parenting episode about how it's kind of it feels hard to bond with your, your child as a as a new dad because it's like it's all about mom. Well, and it's so new, and the bond intensifies, but it takes months and sometimes years to have that bond established. But not with the baby carrier because it's like she's just snuggled in right here. I'd go they, for a walk, mm-hmm. and they love that. They go to sleep, and you just feel like you're yeah. you're connecting. It was it was wonderful because yeah. sometimes she would cry and she would be tired, and I'm like can you just take her for a walk? Cause like, she'll just fall asleep. I knew she would. We all knew she would. And he loved it. Which just was like, it worked out so yeah. perfectly. So and give you some good sleep and I'd get some, some bonding time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five, this is the last one. Uh, connect with other new Christian moms through church. So I was a little mm. lonely after Della. So while we lived in the desert, I did connect with a mom's group, which we was were really in California helpful. in the desert. Sorry. She was born in California. Uh, in, yeah, in the desert. And I, had some mom friends there and was able to connect with a mom group, which taught me how to get out of the house with a newborn to drive with a kid that hated car seats for 20 minutes, uh, (laughs) and to deal with some of that stress and call him like, you know, sweating and freaking out. You grow in those areas. Right. But then we moved to a little beach town off the coast of Washington and we were there temporarily, but I was pretty lonely. Um, but I gave Della and I, our firstborn, some time to grow and bond mm-hmm. together. Um, we had some really sweet times together, but I needed community. And you kind of don't know how much you need it until you don't have it, right? And so um, mom's morning groups with churches, like you probably have one at your church, go to it. Like that is where you meet moms that will encourage you, that will hold your baby, that will 
give you food. They will feed you spiritually, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically. Um, It's not a gripe session, right? But it's a, hey, I'm dealing with this. What did you do when you had this? And so there's a lot of just connection that can happen. I mean, pray, read scripture together with these moms, encourage one another, be vulnerable. These people, these women should be people that you don't have to front with, right? You can be honest and yourself and find encouragement in life. And if you're already a mom listening to this, be that person for that new mom. Never before in human history have we been as spread out as we are now, given yeah. that we have cars, planes, trains, all that kind of stuff. And so like, I feel like the uh, the isolation is a fairly modern yeah. problem to face for young mothers, mm-hmm. whereas typically you would have your community within walking distance of your house. Yeah. Now your community, like you could be next to somebody, but they don't care about you because they've got their communities that, within driving distance of them. Right, and it's right. people. And, and so... By by rallying around the local church, it does it does two things. It centers you on um, your relationship at, with new with other moms right. on Christ. Mm-hmm. But there's typically a geographic component as well. And that there are going to be people generally are going to be in a nearby right. vicinity, right. and so you can do more than just those morning right. things together. Yeah. And you you did much with. I so, did a lot. This is how some of my deepest friends of today we developed our relationship was we walked or we ran <laughs> right. We grabbed our stroller. Mm-hmm. We found a good time in the morning that the babies would be ready to nap or be in a stroller and we could walk to a park and they could get out and play. Uh, just walking and talking and praying, just moving together, having some activity that we kind of just did together. There's some of the sweetest moments of my of friendships that I ever experienced was going on walks with mamas. It's how I met, you know, some of our good friends like Katie. She was at a mom's group at a church and she was like, asked a friend, hey, do you like to run? And the friend was like, no. And I was like, well, I kind of like to. And I'm like, I'm not like a runner. but, And so then we started like running together. We both had daughters that were the same age. And I mean, it's been, I mean, now we have kids together. Like we have- we're just here last week at yeah, the party. And our kids are nine, awesome. almost nine years old. So like God is so gracious, but yeah. just, take, just take those opportunities to connect with other moms at the church um, and walk with them. So I want to leave you with some resources here. These are probably my top recommendations for new moms. Ones I wish I had that I didn't have at the time. Actually, I wish I had all of these and I didn't have them at the time. But here you go. Uh, Gloria Furman. Uh, mm. She's an incredible author. Uh, Labor with Hope is one of her newest devotionals um, for new moms, for pregnant moms or moms or hopeful moms, right, to become pregnant. Uh, Labor with Hope is her newest devotional. Mm. Missional Motherhood. Uh, incredible, incredible book. Uh, Treasuring Christ When Your Hands Are Full. Uh, I haven't read that one pick that one up but again comes highly recommended and i trust gloria on all of this stuff uh m is for mama we did an interview with abby haberstadt and her husband sean and she just released this book i think this earlier this year um easily probably one of my top five overall it was very tangible very rooted in scripture uh just really well paced and she's an incredible writer she has 10 children two sets of twins yep you should hear her story she's amazing (laughs) um the last two books born on the same day too yeah, I think like a couple years apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the last two books, very awesome reads, like Food for the Soul. Um, Loving the Little Years, Motherhood in the Trenches by Rachel Jankovic. Another one by Rachel is Fit to Burst, Abundance, Mayhem, and the Joys of Motherhood. Those two mm. I flew through uh, with my last pregnancy, and I was so grateful for her words of wisdom. Uh, she has, I think, five or six kids, and she's also pregnant again. But anyways, those would probably be probably be my top recommendations for expecting moms new moms even if you're already a mom like pick those pick one of those resources up what about um, one that came to mind Ruth, Ruth Chow Simmons Grace Laced Motherhood is that one of them uh Grace Laced I don't know that she has a motherhood oh, one especially yet it's a good book <laughs> 
<laughs> will be a good bet. They have six boys. They have six boys. So they she do. knows a little bit about being a mom. Oh, yes. Anyway, that was awesome. Yeah. So I wish I could. Uh, yeah. So now that you are pregnant again, we are pregnant again. I feel, I feel weird saying you're pregnant. A little more me <laughs> like than it's, you? No. It's on you. No, yeah. <laughs> we're pregnant, and but now that you're kind of looking down this journey again, hopefully these reminders were good for your Absolutely. heart, too. Absolutely. It was very therapeutic to write these yeah. out and to go through those yeah. again. So, um, But anyways, will you share yeah. good news with all yeah, the Yeah, so we, we always like to end these with an invitation to you. If you're watching this and it's helped you in any way, we're here to tell you that if any good came out of this, it's not our own. It's good from Christ, our Savior, the... Uh, the, the incarnate word of God revealed in the Holy Bible in the scriptures. We want to invite you into relationship with him. Mm-hmm. We want to invite you into placing your faith in him. Um, and, and through that being made right with God. And that's where we have all of anything that's good in our lives. And I'm, I'm not talking about material good. I'm talking about any sort of peace or joy mm. or depth yeah. of satisfaction in this life. It always has to roll up to what God has done for us in Christ. And it does. And we want to invite you in that, into that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know what it means to become a Christian, we have a very basic website we've set up for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Go there, read through some of the different, what it means to believe and the implications of those beliefs. And then don't just stop there, but take a step into a local church. Find a healthy church in your area where you can begin to grow in the things of God, grow in your faith, grow in discipleship. Yeah. Uh, thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for um, this woman that you've given me and the child that you've given us together in this new season of life of expecting our fourth. I thank you for these reminders um, of things we wish we would have known that you've since kind of shown us and yet you will still show us new things. I pray that um, Selene would be encouraged as we head into Mm -hmm. uh, this uh, next adventure, this next life that you're bringing into our family. Pray for the mothers who are expecting or are hopeful or who are maybe just new to motherhood and they are feeling like they're out of their depth or they are um, they, they feel like they don't know what to do, or they feel a little panicky, I pray that you would ease their heart, mm-hmm. give them peace, give them joy in this season. And I pray that you would um, uh, encourage them, help them walk out uh, your word wisely. I pray that you bring around them the community um, so that they might flourish as they step into this new role of being a mother, this mm-hmm. blessed, blessed, blessed um, role of being a mother. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was going to say blessed blessing. Blessed, well, that wouldn't be redundant though because it is that blessed so blessed anyway so if you're still watching thank you we love you we heart you and uh you might be in, interested <laughs> we heart you we heart you i can't believe you just said that <laughs> feels less formal <laughs> you may be interested in being uh, a partner with us and i'm here to say that we uh wouldn't be here without our partners yes um, so if you're already a partner with Fierce Marriage, Fierce Parenting, thank, thank you. you. Um, if you're not and you would like to consider that, we just ask that you pray about it. And then if the Lord leads you, that you would take the step. That step looks like this. Go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. You can find all the information there. Uh, with that said, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. See you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.